And you're listening to a podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Usually with these podcasts, I have an idea of what I want to talk about and topics that I want to get through. But sometimes you just got to speak what's on the top of your mind. And right now, estoy bien molestado. You know what I mean? Well, Emmeline told me to, to handle some tickets that she had in Chicago. So I had to call and uh, there's a firm that's collecting on it. Like and I, driving tickets? Yeah, parking tickets, driving tickets. Yeah, she doesn't know. You said tickets as in she has a bunch of them? Yeah, three of them. <laughs> wow. Three of them. So she's like, well, find out you know what they want because now the law firm has it, right? So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll look into it. And I, I called them. Uh, a couple of months ago, and they were able to give me all this information. So I'm calling again. They're like, "Well, we can't talk to you unless you, you know, unless it's her." So now it's in collections. No, basically? it's the step before collections. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a step on the. It's called like pameterte uh, susto. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, it's a law firm writing me. So, oh so my it's God. that mail you get that's a different color when it gets home. Right. Well, I don't know. She opened it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, you know, that being, I'll handle it. You know, so now they're not wanting to talk to me. And I'm like, let's just talk. You know what I mean? Uh, let, she, I mean, I have the information. Can we just get through this? Can't you no. say you're representing her? Well, hold on, because I just said I'm her boyfriend. No, oh. but, you know, we're not allowed to legally. And I'm like, I know, but we already had this conversation. Look up the records. I've, I already know the information. Can we just get... So now I became, well, how, how were you able to talk to us? It's, it's against policy. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then, they, you know, they got to look into it. They got to investigate. So then finally she calls me back. Yeah, when Hispana. Not only that, but I think she's Puerto Rican. Right. Which made it worse because now she's calling me with an attitude. Uh-huh, who's this? And I'm like, oh, my God, Ellie Castro. Okay, we can't talk to you about this matter because legally, I'm like, oh, my God, just what do you need? Well, we're going to need her consent. I'm like, okay, I'll get her on the phone. Well, three-way, she'll give consent. We'll knock this out. Okay, but I better I, I don't, I better be able to hear her clearly. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, if I can't hear clearly, I'm like, what? What are we? What are we in the eighties? What do you? What do you mean? You'll be you able to have hear. Have a bad her. connection. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. Okay, but if I can't make out her voice, like what's like, is she gonna be able to identify Emmeline's voice? Is this right. some kind of voice recognition <laughs> that law firms have now? They have that to, software. Really? Is that yeah, what it is? Because yeah. when I worked at a law firm, we didn't have any kind of software. No. I don't know. We're gonna have to see. Okay. Well, well I'm gonna put her on. I'm gonna get her a three-way. I'm gonna. Can you hold on? Okay, sir, sir, don't put me off for too long because I have a lot of other people. Uh, other people to want. Can you just hold on for five seconds? Okay, but don't put me off too long. I mean, would you just? I, this is taking 30 seconds. She could have been on the phone already. Okay, sir, I'll Bro, like three seconds later, Emily's on the phone. Okay, Miss Emily Ramos. This is the law firm of, I'm like, Nana, would you just cut through that and just ask for consent already? Excuse me, sir. I'm trying to speak with Emily. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> when I call for anything having to do with customer service, right? I really do think I need to be medicated. You get what I'm saying? Like, I have no patience, You need, you need to bro. take one of my old Xanaxes? I do. No, I need to double up. I need to OD. You know, I, I need to seriously be, like, Calm. heavily medicated, bro, because... 
I get so impatient. Like in your Zen moment. I, I do. I get impatient because I don't like when I, I don't like the thought of people talking down to me. Right. You know, like when they patronize you. Yes. Sir. Oh no. And then she was saying, "Well, Miss Ramos, I, we are no longer able to speak with Mister Castro. He's very argumentative." And I'm like, you know what, Nana. Calmate, okay? You know what I mean? Like You haven't seen argumentative yet. <laughs> you won't be argumentative? No. And then she goes, and it, so we can't speak to him. And then Emmeline gets hyped up and she's like, he, what do you mean? He's my lawyer. Oh. My now goodness. the lady's like, oh, if he's your lawyer, I can't talk to him. He has to talk to my lawyer. And I'm like, okay, everybody just calm down. But you're a lawyer. I go, oh, her name is Alma. Alma, calmate, okay? <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Oh, but she said you're a lawyer. So now somebody's not telling the truth. I go, would you just calm down? Okay, everybody just relax. Yes, I went to law school. Yes, I was a lawyer, but I am retired now. Okay, now I'm having to give her my resume all of a sudden. You <laughs> right. Know? Now all of a sudden I'm, I'm applying for a job. You have to give her a resume why you don't qualify to be the lawyer. Right, why I don't want to be. Ca- I almost wanted to be like, can I have a private conversation with Emily for two seconds? Right, then first. I, you, why are you telling her that I'm a why lawyer? Are you diming me out. Se, se asustan. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Hello. If you're a lawyer, then you can only speak to lawyers in courtrooms. You can't speak to people like, like me. Like a you know fight's I mean? about to break out. They're like, oh, he's a Golden Gloves winner. Tranquila. Okay. <laughs> I'm an undercover lawyer. Okay. She blew my cover. Right. Now I'm exposed. So at the end of it all, I don't know if I'm really mad at Alma or at Emmeline because she forgot to pay tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's it. Check this out. Did you know that Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's bilingual version of Despacito featuring Justin Bieber, you know, hit number one on Billboard's Hot 100 list this week? I was just listening to it on the way here. It was playing on 106.7. And I was like, whoa, this is a Spanish song. 106.7 in Orlando, just to let people know who don't live in Orlando, is not a... Latin Station. No, I love how you said Latin. Latin. You wouldn't even say Latino. Latino. That's so one hundred six point seven of you. It's the first mostly Spanish language track to top the chart since what song? Uh, I like it like that. Nope. Since La Macarena. Wow, that was what nineties? That was uh, like nineteen fifty eight. <laughs> Now, when you think of La Macarena, is Despacito, you tell me, is Despacito up to the Macarena level? I don't think so because Despacito isn't a dance. Like, there's no dance associated to it. Macarena became a a worldwide dance that everybody knew. You're saying the song was hot because of the dance. Yeah. If it was not associated with the dance, the song does not compare with? Despacito, I don't think so. So we can't even think of a step or dance move for Despacito? I could think of like a whole bunch right now. Yeah. Bien despacito. bien despacito. You could do la macarena. You can break a hip. Despacito. You could do la macarena bien, bien despacito. despacito. And that there it is. It. Yeah, actually, you could think of any dance move as long as you do it. Despacito. Having just seen uh, the video on YouTube, uh, I think it does have some dance moves. Uh, they're rated R, but they definitely <laughs> have some dance. Uh, I saw in that video no dance moves done despacito. No. There was a lot of uh, bumping, uh, very violent bumping. And grinding. Yeah. Uh, they never got no to grinding. grinding. The okay. bumping was so hard. 
¿Tú me entiendes? Que uh, all of a sudden, that, I think that's the first video in a long time that I look at it and I'm like, man, I'm old, huh? Have you actually heard the Despacito song with Justin Bieber in it? No, but I heard he's in it, right? Yeah, he well, he does the beginning of it in English. Wait, he's not in the original song? No. It's like they, a remix? What they, or what I heard right. is basically the old Despacito song with uh, Fonsi and, and uh, Daddy Yankee. Mm -hmm. And then Justin Bieber just sings in the beginning, and then it clicks on to the old song. They Now, didn't but, even edit it. But right. when you say old, we're talking what, a few months? Yeah, a couple this months. This thing just came out. A couple months, and they're like, how do we put it into the English market? Oh, let's get Justin Bieber to sing. So the song was only out for a few months and they were like, let's tinker with it. Let's make it more popular. Right. So did it take off after Justin Bieber was added on or had it already taken off? Well, in the Latin market, it had already taken off. Uh -huh. But that wasn't enough for them. No. No, they wanted more. They wanted the English market. They wanted Bieber's audience. Yeah. So you're saying you could hear it? Yeah, you can hear the switch where you're like, the editing was like, whoever edited this. Well, I don't know if I'm more bothered by what I'm about to hear or by your pronunciation of editing. <laughs> you fit me, tell me, love how you put it on. Got the only key, know how to turn it on. The way you never lie, my ear, the only words I want to hear. Baby, take it slow so we can last long. That's the transition? Yeah. That sounded like I used to record back in the old day with the with the tape deck. With the tape. Like, I got it. That really did sound like they just changed the station. Yeah. Like, que esta porqueria. And then they go, oh, Cambio. Luis Fonsi. That's much better. <laughs> God, that works. That works. De verdad? Yeah. Changing stations like that? That was it. Oh, my God. That, that was completely different. So you different. see, that was horrible editing. That was the worst editing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> We have to go talk to the editor. Have you seen the movie How to Be a Latin Lover? I have not. Have you seen the movie Lowriders? No, tampoco. Both came in the top 10 at the box office over the past weekend. Wow. Seventh and eighth place, respectively. That's good. And neither of us have seen them. Nope. Do you even know what it's about? No, but I'll, I'll tell you why I wouldn't go see it. Hold on, hold on. But you can't tell me that if you don't know what it's about, right? Right. So let me tell you. Okay. I'm, I might convince you. How to Be a Latin Lover. In this Richards to Rags comedy, an aging gigolo is kicked to the curb by his 80-year-old millionaire wife, forcing him to move in with his estranged sister and her young son. Anxious to return to the lap of luxury, he attempts to reignite his powers as a Latin lover and win over the wealthy widowed grandmother of his nephew's school crush. Huh? What do you think? I have an uncle like that. Tio Pepe. Tio Pepe. Yeah. So Tio Pepe is, your, is the Latin lover in your family? Yeah. But that should make you want to go see the movie. Why? If I have him in real life. Well, to see, All you got to do is sit and let him tell you stories and it's better than going to see the movie. Well, you might want to see if he was accurately portrayed. It's probably based on your Uncle Pepe. You don't even have to pay $10 to go see it. You can just come with a little cerveza and you're good to go. The other movie is Lowriders. How about you tell me what it's about and then I'll read you the description. Just guess. All right. Two friends building their cars in their garage. An Impala 64, low to the ground. What happens when the switches don't work? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm intrigued. What's going to happen? There's got to be some kind of fight. There's got to be some kind of violence. It's got to be violence. And there's a love affair going on. Oh, Because there was two friends. Yeah. But yeah. there's only one girl. And somehow the word cholo is going to get oh, mentioned yeah. at least once. <laughs> you know it. Here's the description. Set against the vibrant backdrop of East LA's near spiritual car culture. 
Danny, a talented young street artist, is caught between the lowrider world inhabited by his old school father and ex-con brother and the adrenaline-fueled outlet that defines his self-expression. I think mine was better. Yeah, yours got right to the conflict. You know, yep. what's going to happen? This is, uh, it's got a lot of love. It's got yep. the love interest that you talked about, right? Yep. And it's got the whole father, ex-con. You got, Of course, if you're going to do a Latino movie, you got to have an ex-con. But just by naming the movie Lowrider, you know there's going to be an ex-con in it. You but don't have I, to mention it. I'd almost want to be the guy at the meeting that just maybe just raises the, the thought. Like, uh, uh, excuse me, sir? Uh, yes, Pablo? Uh, yes, um, I know we were discussing this uh, new uh, movie that we're going to be doing, uh, Lowriders, but do do you think we really need an ex-con in the story? Uh, yes, aren't usually ex-cons associated with Lowriders? Well, sir, a lot of people are associated with Lowriders. I just think we have to get away from the stereotypes of always needing some convict associated with a Latino story. Have you ever driven through East L.A. and seen Lowriders? Uh, they usually have tattoos, and they have some type of bandana and glasses on. They're ex-cons. I, I know. Whoa. Okay. That's uh, that's a little offensive, sir. I mean, I, I appreciate you uh, signing my paychecks. Um, I, I like this job. Um, but it's not fair to say that just because you have tattoos and bandanas and you speak Spanish, uh, you're essentially a convict. Okay. I, I didn't say that they spoke Spanish, but mm. we can add that one in there, too, if no, you like. No, But that's they not... were also wearing flannel shirts with only one button on top. Oh, that's not good. That, that, but that doesn't mean that they're, that they just returned from prison, sir. That's just a, a, that's just a fashion choice. Yeah, it's a jail fashion show. No, it's a poor choice. But no, I don't think it's fair to to group these people as convicts. I just think we need to get away from the Latino convict stereotype and more into the professional Latino. There's a lot of professional Latinos who choose to use a lowrider as as their method of transportation, like lawyers and and doctors and engineers who, who wear shirts with one button buttoned. I have yet to see a lawyer show up to court in a lowrider. Represented by two separate yet equally important groups the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Okay, so speaking of uh, fashion news, what's going on with this romper for men? <laughs> what's, what, what's happening? What what have I missed? What's going on? It it looks like a onesie for adults. Well, you know, it started as a Kickstarter campaign. Really? And the fashion company that started it was looking to raise 10000 Did you know that they've raised over $130,000? Wow. To kickstart this romper campaign. That's crazy. But maybe that's the next cool thing, man. Un romper. <laughs> I started to say it in, in Puerto Rican. Yeah, in in Puerto Rican right. Spanglish, it just sounds awful. Un romper. I mean, the next thing that's going to come out is just going to be like a, a sheet. Una sábana. Una sábana con una correa. Yep. Despiértate. Y la sábana. You just wear it. You take it from the bed. Te la pone. 
a belt around the middle. Es más, ni, ni una correa, una no, soga. Una, una soga, te wow. la amarra, and you're done. One big white sheet, they come in white, pink, blue, just generic colors like that, con una soguita, y te va with sandals. Like, like you're back like in Jesus. the days. Like Jesus, back in Jerusalem. <laughs> te va, y te va. Remember the Canelo fight? Yeah. Notice how I'm calling it the Canelo fight, because I, I don't, I don't know who he fought. I think he was just shadow boxing uh, the whole time. Pero uh, they had that big fight. Did you see it? Yes. Okay. You saw. You saw the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you a few questions. Like, uh, did the other guy actually throw a punch? I don't think so. His face must have. Yeah. <laughs> His face kept running into punches. Yeah. Check this news report. Following his defeat to Canelo Alvarez in Las Vegas, boxer Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was robbed of a $40,000 watch and his phone by a British man and a group of women he was partying with in a hotel room. According to Chavez's wife, they met the man and the ladies at a hotel bar and everyone except Chavez's wife went up to a hotel room to continue the party. Now, what, st what stands out? The wife not going up. And her just being like, see, sí, dale, babe. go ahead. How does that happen? How are you partying with your wife? And then your wife goes, ah, está bien, vete tú, vete tú. No, 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 you know what? I'm no. tired. Yeah, that's enough for me. But mm -hmm. you go. You have fun with all those women. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, yeah. I don't want to, no. but I know you do, so vete. But there's video. Oh, really? There's video from this party, quote unquote, in a room, which you can pull this online, which shows Chavez laying down, okay, with these women like lifting up his shirt. And the guy is messed up, bro. Look like he's been drinking for days. <laughs> and he can, he still has a black eye from the fight. Oof. O sea, he still has a Canelo souvenir. Right. In La Cara, which apparently the women find attractive because I'd be like, who gave you that? I want to hang out with him. Pero he's laying there and he's done bro he's like you can almost hear him saying like he wants some more and there's at least four or five women on this video wow. young attractive women wow. all over him all around him they weren't all around and they were just tapping him yeah exactly they just want to make sure he was okay Mira, te dio duro. you don't look right but yeah but the video is crazy bro wow i'll have to look it up could you imagine though with a video like that what kind of defense do you have when you come to And your wife is like, ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? Right? You can't be like, nah, because there's video of it. Right. Now, in other reports, she's saying, oh, they must have slipped something in his drink. That's a defense that everybody, you know, everybody uses if they drink too much. <laughs> I didn't drink too much. Somebody slipped something in, in my, my drink. drink. Tú sabes. I was responsible. I'm really just a victim. Tú sabes. I didn't do nothing wrong. Yes, you did. The first thing you did wrong was getting in the ring with Canelo. <laughs> That's the first thing you did wrong. That was the first mistake. Okay, why don't you tell me the truth? Say, look, I was so humiliated by that fight that I wanted to go and just drink. Drink my memories away. O sea, the truth is, lo cogieron de sangano. That sounds more realistic. Lo cogieron de sangano. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, ay, ven acá, déjame ver el reloj. Oh my God, I love this watch. And he's probably like, ay, you can have it. Toma, yo tengo un montón. You know yep. what I mean? Oh my God, I love this phone. Oh, you can have it. Pero ven aquí, mami. And they're probably like, nah, please. Why would we want to be with you? You lost. Yeah. And first of all, how are you going to think you're going to hook up with multiple women after you were humiliated in front of the world? Right. What are you doing? But you should be in hiding. Yeah, with dark glasses and yes. not coming out of the room. You should be sequestered, 
okay, from all human beings, you should be in counseling trying to find your self-esteem back. Yep. Talking about partying and partying it up with women. What are you doing? Well, if he wants his self-esteem back, he needs to go get it for Canelo's gloves. <laughs> Did you know that last week I had a meeting at a radio station? No. They actually called me in. Yeah. Won't say who it is, but uh, I was like, all right, I'll take the meeting. You know, they wanted me to be their morning person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seven to 10 every morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I, I like how highly you think of my abilities and my talents. Um, They wanted me to be their, their morning radio guy. Wow. So I was like, okay, well, I, you know, seven at ten is all well, number one. I can get, but I can get used to that. Because that means you had to be there way earlier. Yeah, like at six fifty, right? <laughs> six fifty-five. What do you think? So I was like, listen, if I'm gonna do something like that, I want to know how much freedom you're gonna give me, right? Because what I don't want is I don't want to babysit music. You know, what I mean, I'm not there to just press play. And they were like, yeah, that's what we want you to do, you know. And if you want more, then you know. You know, you'd have to earn it. You know, you have to wait around and, you know, with time, te doy más tiempo. But I'm like, but that's, but that's not me, though. I mean, if I told, you know, my fans that, that I was going to do a morning show, they're going to expect to hear me. Right. And my opinions on this or my thoughts on that, they're not going to want to hear what they always hear from a Spanish radio station, which is, you know, Bienvenidos al programa. Ese es tu mega estación, la mega, tu favorita, la estación tuya. Yeah, that's not me, bro. That's not me. You know what I mean? And I, and I and of course I'd have to think about what a DJ name because every DJ, you know, God forbid, they just go by their name. So hey, DJ Cabezón, you know that that'd be me. That that's probably the one I would pick. Yo soy tu DJ Cabezón, el de la cabeza bien grande, el de la cabeza que te da pesadillas. You know, something like that. So I was like, look, you know, I, I'm interested and I'm talking to you, but I would want more freedom. You know, I, I just don't want to be esta persona. Uh, and they go, no, we want you to be you, but we don't want you to talk too much. We just want you to play music. We want your fingers to touch the buttons yeah. that start the song. Yeah, we we don't your, want your voice. Yeah. We love your personality, yeah. and, and, but we want to see that personality playing music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, but okay. So then I was like, okay. So I was thinking, maybe I'll take the job, and then I'll, uh, instead of playing it, I'll just talk. You know what I mean? I'll see what they do. I'll sneak it in, right? I'll dare them. You know, Lock the door. And then they go, you know what, um, we re- you know, we're really interested and we want to start as soon as possible. And I said, all right, well, that sounds good. Uh, so what's the offer? And they were like, ooh, yeah, okay, about that. Um, it's a work in progress. It's kind- <laughs> The budget is, is a work in progress. You know so- what that means, free, if they're twiddling around yeah. like that. All right, so the budget conversation went something like this. You- you'll be me and I'll be the program director. Go okay. ahead. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, so what's the offer? Yeah, so we're really excited about this venture, uh, and we're very excited to have you uh, be a part of this new uh, programming effort that we're looking to do here. Oh, I'm, I'm excited too. I just... Uh, oh, that, that makes us very what, happy. What's to, the... Can you tell me a little bit more about the compensation package? I can tell you a little bit more about our idea is to basically do something different, something bilingual, something like you do on stage and, and, you're, and really what you do and, and, and the kind of social media presence that you have. Um, and, and we're really excited to have you as part of this project. Yeah, that's great. And 
you know, when I'm on stage, I get compensated. So I'm just trying to know what the compensation is going to be to be on the radio. When you're on stage, you get compensated with so many great laughs, which I have to commend you with because you are very funny. Thank you. You are so funny. And and that laughter must be the best compensation ever. Oh, it, it is. But you know what's even better? What is the that? The check I get at the end that I get to deposit. So check this out. What we want to do is we want to incorporate you with our programming, with our brand. And I think that together we can make a very big impact on this community. Huge impact. Yes. But what I want to know is what impact you're going to make on my bank account. Oh, what the impact that we're going to make together on this community. (laughs) (laughs) It's going nowhere. Well, that's exactly what that meeting felt like. I was like, okay. So (laughs) So I can tell probably your your level are getting irritated was just escalating. He was lucky we weren't doing this over the phone (laughs) because I I have even less patience over the phone. So that that was basically it. He wouldn't say we're hoping that you like this idea so much you do it for free because I wish he had told me that because then I would have been like, okay, look, at least, por lo menos, ofréceme comida. Emma, right. at the very least, ofréceme limbel. Right. right? I mean, Something. It's hot outside. Have a limbel de palcha while I give you this idea. If I'm sucking on un limbel de palcha and we get to the point of compensation and you tell me you have no money, but you have an unlimited supply of limbel and a little private fridge in my radio booth, I'd be like, you know what? Okay. This I could happen. We are onto something, okay? Right. Ah, and, for, and before you leave... You get, we're going to have some arroz con mandule, some penil, right? Because you'll be here all morning. And when you leave, you'll be hungry. I'll be like, you know what? Well, you guys are onto something, man. Right. Okay? This is good. This is really good. But they were like, okay, so um, we'll talk to you. And I go, oh, oh yeah, send me an offer. Yeah. And, and as soon as I walked out, they must have been like, okay, well, um, scratch him. there's off. nothing to send him. So <laughs> I guess he won't be hearing from us because he's expecting an offer, which. Well, then you're going to get in the mail a little envelope. You're gonna open it up, and it's gonna be like it's just gonna be empty. It's gonna be empty. Just, just air. Just a little puff of air is gonna come out with you. Just, just a little. It's gonna be a little draft. That's it. And they're gonna make me call them, and I'm gonna be like, uh, "Excuse me, yeah, I got a uh, an envelope from you guys." Yeah, that's our offer. But there's nothing in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it, podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Palante. <laughs>